It's Wednesday, and Wednesdays mean it's time for U.S. Comics Cast. That is right. We are back. It is Wednesday. And who's the we? You want to know who we is? I'll tell you who we is. We is the CEO of U.S. Comics, my brother, John Mad Money Rivera. Damn right. And I am joined this week, as every week, by the COO, the, um, the Launchpad McQuack to my dark wing duck. Charlie King Dingaling Rivera. When will I learn to not take a big sip of water before my introduction? Never. Those, You'll those, never learn. Those pulls are like tiny little strokes in your <laughs> mind that well, either of those characters pops into <laughs> your head. But two, yeah. two great characters. How you doing, man? I'm, I'm super swell terrific, man. How are you? <laughs> Good. Comic Week Day treating you all right? Hey, now. All right, uh, the the Spider-Man Far From Home trailer dropped yesterday. Uh, yes, that was exciting. Did you get a chance to check it out? Yes, you know, you know, it's the the second or third one to uh, to check it out because I'm always just beaten out by like the first tag on any of those comment <laughs> things. I'm like, yeah, no, no, Damn there's it. nothing worse than being the second or third comment, but your comment is first. Like the word first, you're like, oh, what a fucking tool. I'm an idiot. It's better to not say anything at all. I'm shocked that it doesn't show up as the number one ST because it's just shorter. You have a better chance of getting you through. So. You would think so. But somewhere there is a 13-year-old little Chinese boy waiting for the trailer to drop literally with his finger on the button. And sure enough, he's first. But what can I do? Every single time. Uh, what I <laughs> dug about the trailer, it seems to take place after Avengers and all the talk uh, right now regarding the, the next Avengers movie. Mm-hmm. Is it might be all time travel? Well, so yeah, I mean, we, we you know, and, and obviously we had this discussion um, I mean, I, I, so if my memory serves, I mean, I think that that discussion kind of launched into a frenzy after <laughs> Ant Man, Ant Man and the Wasp. I think that's when the, well, that's when the heat really started to uh, to generate on that topic. Um, but I think at this point, yeah, it's all all, um, all signs point to Rome, and all signs also point to this movie being heavy 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 time travel and that's gonna that's how they're gonna turn their marvel heroes uh back to human form from the inevitable uh sand that they are right now i i don't know why it disappointed me so much um what's that the sand or the trailer the 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 no the the idea (laughs) of time travel neither Uh, Uh, i love uh. sand notoriously (laughs) i have nothing in common with anakin skywalker and I love sand <laughs> because it's coarse and because nice. it gets everywhere. It's like me nice. on prom night. Hi-oh. Oh, God. Um, that's right. That's what the show is now. I'm going to hi-oh <laughs> my own terrible punchlines. Yeah, you're going to have to. <laughs> no one else will? Is that the... No, that, no. That, uh, that hurt my feels. Yeah, uh, there's, there's a new policy. So we've already discussed on the show time travel and how it's very hard to make work unless it's the central theme. 
Um, so I suppose having a Avengers film that's all time travel all the time beats mm. the option of a of a first act sort of time travel, which I guess would have always been impossible. But part of me thinks one day Marvel's going to be like, yes, the movie's nine hours long. Uh, yeah. We built in pee breaks. It's just our <laughs> female characters being underdeveloped. Shots fired! Shots fired <laughs> on U.S. Comics cast! Wow. wow. Take that, Kevin Feige! Your name's yeah. hard to say, but no, seriously, I would like to talk to you. You're, you're a smart guy. I'm sure he's not going to be able to sleep tonight. I, You know what? I bet he can't, John. <laughs> I bet he can't. Uh, so I wanted to take a look at, at stories, and I wanted to talk to you and kind of feel you out because again it's it's we know time travel is rough but but i i'll speak for both of us mm. back to the future is one of our favorite uh, at bare minimum films i don't know if Absolutely. you have as strong of an affinity for back to the future 2 as i do um and i've grown for back to the future 3 but that's a franchise that i i think works tremendously well and i know it's it's hip and cool now to to kind of doo-doo on Back to the Future 2 and, and 3, partially because the creator of Rick and Morty hates Back to the Future 2 so much. Um, but I say that's probably just for Joshin, because what kid didn't mm. watch Back to the Future 2 uh, a ton? So I have, sure. I have reasonable expectations for Avengers. Again, Marvel always ironically has to, has to fight for my smile. Um, which yeah, is weird. Seriously, man. I, you know, it's I, I'm one of these these plebeians that I chose a side as a kid, and it and it stuck in my you know my They're heart. Just hanging on your leg and like screaming up at you lovingly, love, to love be, me to back, be, love me back. To God, be fair, man. they hurt me with Daredevil. <laughs> That's their fault. I have no, I have no reason to believe it's exclusively Netflix's fault. So they they have to fight. The hornhead is gone, and this I don't like that. You're not you're not supposed to pick sides when you know when there's a divorce. You're not supposed to openly pick mommy or I, daddy. I did, and I chose, I chose I, Papa I Netflix. I see that. Wow, man, you had your bags packed, and your you had your stick with a handkerchief hanging off the end of it. You were ready to go. I I literally I I was like, first of all, Netflix, let's talk. One, no one deserves what you did for us. Charge them two bucks more. And they were like, you know what, son? We shall. Netflix <laughs> is going to be $2 more. Oh, that's um, your fault? That is, it's not my fault. It's your fault, Marvel. Oh, what a piece of shit. It's Marvel's fault. I'm, I mean, you're getting really lippy when you're using my password, son of a bitch. First of all, we have no proof <laughs> of that other than the fact that it might be true. If anybody, anybody at Netflix is lifting that is not true, I'm just kidding. That's just first a comedic of all, effect. First of all, in true Charlie fashion, Fuck Netflix. How about that? Charging me $2 extra first to my all, poor first brother. First of all, you cannot make three different statements and then refer to them all as first of all. No, I can. I just I just did it. That's, yeah, point taken. That's point podcasting taken. 101, sir. I'm going to email you a book I've been reading. I'll learn. I'll learn. You're right. <laughs> so I figured I just, I just choked at my own being cute. That just happened in real time. I wanted to start us off with the granddaddy of them all. Uh, I kind of want to talk about the movie and the comic. Um, but it, I would argue comic books most popular time travel story uh, and that's of course uh, Uncanny X-Men 141 and 142 Days of Future Past for those of wow. you somehow uninformed uh, this, swinging swinging for fences okay. <laughs> this introduced us to a dystopian future in which mutants were being hunted by the government in a desperate attempt to change their fate 
the surviving X-Men telepathically send the mind of Kitty Pride 30 years back into her own teenage body so that she can prevent the assassination of a US senator that kind of leads to the the decimation uh, of mutants everywhere. Um, so I, I, you know, I, do you want to start with the comic or the movie? I, I think we could talk both. I, I mean, you know, uh, to, to be fair, uh, if you want me to keep my, keep my lunch down, we're going to have to start with the comic. Oh, that's right. I said it. I said it. Take that. Was that Brian Singer? <laughs> I, I think it was at least, uh, at least for the foundation, I'm not. I don't remember if his legal woes had um, had had raised their ugly head by that point. I think they already had, so it was like a continuation of <laughs> gotcha. what he began. It was just, I mean, honestly, once the garbage truck starts rolling on its route, does it really make a difference? You know what, Touche? The wheel I really just wanted uh, the route. I just wanted to do, uh, fuck you, yeah, fuck yourself, uh, Brian Singer. <laughs> if, if that wow. stuff's true, and even if it's not, that was harsh. you heard me with just your fucking movies. So how about yeah, that? Cyclops <laughs> is the goddamn leader, not... Whoa, whoa, well, I'm whoa. Sorry. I'm sorry. I'm <laughs> sorry. It had to be said. The kid's, the kid's getting worked up. All right. So, I know, yeah, I'm sorry. So I'm sorry. Back to take, you. Let's, let's, let's take, it, take it back down to a, to a two. Um, so, 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 yeah. So, I mean, and again, uh, as, a, as, an, um, as, uh, as I've been announced uh, already on the, on the show, I was a big, big... Um, X Men uh, guy, you know, back in the day, and you know, we're we're talking about Days of Future Past is like early eighties, maybe. Um, yeah. And you you may have mentioned that already. So it's it's the Uncanny X Men series. So I mean, no matter what was going on, I was already uh, reading it, and um, it was really outstanding to 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 me then and and now. Um, I think that it holds up. Because, I mean, that was one of the, uh, for me, one of the big things and, and one of my big bugaboos with, in comics in general is when a, a cover, a comic book cover, uh, openly lies to you. Oh, God. And um, I, at that point already, and I was, I was a, just a young buck uh, spending my 50 cents on a comic here and there. Um, but when I picked up the comic, I looked at the cover I, you know, and, and you see, you know, slain, apprehended, slain, slain. I just was shaking my head and, 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 you know, making my duck lips. And I was like, there is no friggin' way that these characters are dead. I, I was already a jaded little dude at that point. And then I uh, read the comic um, and I was like, oh, snap. <laughs> they, they are dead. They, they are taking them out one by one um, and, and showing it to you. So uh, for that reason, automatically, there's a, a fond place in my heart for the comic. Um, but yeah, you know, I, I thought it was an outstanding, uh, just an outstanding story and, and really one of the examples, one of the rare examples where um, time travel is, is, is done well. And, and again, because in this circumstance, the story was i'm not gonna say that it was all about time travel because it wasn't something like back to the future but it was at least 50 50. it was it was as much about time travel itself as it was uh what happened uh in the in the traveling through time um so uh so from so for 
So for that reason, it's going to be a yes for me. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and give it my money in the Shark Tank. Wait, what? No, that's not what we're doing? Um, it can be. No, I, I, I'll change I the lo- name of the show. <laughs> I loved it, man. I, I thought it was just outstanding. You know what? One thing I really um, dug about what Marvel did and what a lot of these companies do to kind of justify some of these stories in somewhat hindsight is they use the uh, many worlds interpretation of quantum mechanics, which is, uh, I Googled it. It was a 1957 theory proposed by uh, physicist Hugh Everett. So now I sound fancy. Feel free to Google that. So Days of Future Past, believe it or not, doesn't take place in the main continuity. That's Earth 811 um, is is kind of the the Marvel's official stance on it. So that helped it a lot. I, I will say I... I really do think it's weird how they're like, mutants continue to evolve. Kitty Pride can now time travel. Hmm. It's like, what? Well, I mean, look, and again, I'll, I'll take some shots now. I'd much rather, and it makes more sense, Kitty Pride time traveling than freaking Wolverine. Like, that was, and I know we're, we're jumping a little bit, and I completely understand the economics and the... You know the ticket sales and the the you know the the assumed like ability and marketability and bankability of um, of the world's largest Wolverine uh, <laughs> in Hugh Jackman. I I understand that you're gonna try to shoehorn him into everything the way that Marvel has tried to shoehorn Wolverine into everything. He's been on more teams. He's had more costumes um, than than I think anybody else in in the universe. Uh, that was one of the, the I mean, again, and, and, and I could be considered a stickler, uh, like a purist. Um, when things change from comics to, to movies, I get kind of worked up. I'm one of those guys. Huh. Uh, within reason, within reason. Um, but that, I thought, was one of the sillier uh, changes that they that they made. And and I don't know. I mean, I, I think I have an, a, an idea of your opinion, but I but I would say when you line them up, very very good comic book very bad comic book movie yeah and you you know the the movie i have such low expectations for certain things um comic book movies unfortunately are kind of one of them my favorite comic book movies are of course still brilliant and it's obvious why i love them so much but the, uh, the, the, my second tier uh, of these movies tend to really be like, oh, what's fun? I just want to have fun. Sure. Give sure. me Hellboy. Give me Blade. Give me Blade Trinity, which I, I swear I, I, got a little, I got a little business from a buddy of mine who owns a comic book store. I was kind of talking about my, my ideology that way, where it's like I need it to be. If it's brilliant, it's brilliant. Duh. If it's not going to be brilliant, if it's not going to be great, you can easily get away with kind of kind of just the word fun. Um, sure, sure. I do yeah. feel like Days of Future Past fell short, the movie, of being fun. It got close. It had its moments. Uh, I was yeah, happy it, to see it, Scott alive at the end. It, it did have moments. That the, I'll, I'll definitely give you that. Um, but I agree with you. It's like there's no reason in a time travel movie that you couldn't have found a different way to work in Hugh Jackman without him being yeah. the star. He could still be important. Um, you know the franchise, the specifically the the movie franchise, especially doesn't really exist without him. Um, 
and the comic book's very similar. He plays a huge role. One fun fact, because I, of course, uh, really, really... Jeez, you, you're starting to sound like Ryan Reynolds now. How dare you? Uh, I will occasionally staple a photo of, uh, ironically, Hugh Jackman or Ryan Reynolds to my face <laughs> when I go to my girlfriend's house. Give her a little thrill. Um, yeah, no. She appreciates that. But, uh, I, I, of course, the comics... The comic's brilliant. Uh, the fact that it's a different universe really helps it for me um, because by the time I read it, it kind of already was established that it wasn't main universe. And I never really uh, care if something's main universe or not. I just know there's certain things I can uh, ignore if it's not perfect. One of my favorite things about Days of Future Past, before we move on to one of the most perfect uh, time trial, as good as this is, I think there's a perfect series and a perfect run we're going to talk about next one thing i really really uh appreciate about days of future past is there's a there's a scene in it because i reread it before the episode there's a scene in mm -hmm. it where they mention it's not just mutants uh it really oh, did no no yeah it's, it's superhuman it led yeah. it led to everyone and there's a great panel um that shows uh shows daredevil vision it really shows that they you know, they took an inch and went a mile with it. Where they were like, yeah, close right. enough to being a mutant. It's a really, really well, yeah. powerful story, uh, like all great X-Men stories are. Right. It's well, another the, one. That's that's the whole point. I mean, to me at least, with with the X-Men specifically, they they their inception came with a social conscious, and they were telling cultural social stories. Um, but they were doing it, you know, in, in a four-colored funny book, and they were doing it with characters with hairy arms and claws and beams coming out of their eyes, and, um, you know, they, they were doing it in such a way, they were teaching uh, with, you know, they were teaching in a way that people didn't realize they were learning a, a true, valuable lesson. So, um, for the most part, I think the most popular, uh, I shouldn't say popular, the most effective and the most... Uh, and, the, and the better X-Men stories, uh, just to paint with a, a kind of a wide brush, are the ones that have some kind of a social conscious and, and message to it. And, and, you know, Days of Future Past is no exception at all. The fact that, you know, when you have the, the, the majority of people, you have the, the masses, and if they're looking at something as a, as a particular threat, and you say, okay, well, a mutant is something, some as uh, a person that can do these fantastic type things, and it's biological, blah blah blah. And then you say, okay, well, here is a character like, uh, or you know, a person in their world, Daredevil. What friggin' did to, to some to some Joe Schmo, blue collar, you know, guy punching the clock, uh, you know, um, uh, you know, working working the sixty hours a week. What difference is there between Daredevil? And Colossus, they, they they both have seemingly more than uh, you know than, than our than our Joe Joe Q public does, and whatever whatever problems that he has, he can say you know what, these are the friggin' people who caused it, and you know they were they were they were at the point of a nuclear holocaust at, at that point, you know when the shit had pretty much been ready to hit the fan. That that's you know when they. Um, kind of reversed the clock and, and, and went back in time and whatnot. But that's a really uh, sophisticated, uh, mature uh, take on, on, on how things are. You know, it's not bubblegum, good guy, bad guy, standard bullshit. Yeah, it's, 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 it's tremendous. Now, speaking of tremendous, something that we don't talk about nearly enough <clears throat> on the show, yet at least, 
Um, I have to talk about one of my absolutely favorite characters in all of comics. I, I adore this character. I adore... Megan. Exactly. Um, <laughs> I adore his solo back, series. Um, and it's from the, the pages of Valiant comics, which God knows I'm obsessed with. And I want to talk a little, about, a little bit about Ivar the Time Walker. Mm. Nice. So... A uh, quick synopsis that I stole from mentalfloss.com uh, to give credit where credit's due. Uh, a quick explanation about physicist Igor Novikov. I don't know how to pronounce that. Um, <laughs> but this is the, 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 I, the, the titular Igor. Uh, in the mid-1980s, he proposed the self-consistency principle that ruled out any form of time travel that could result in a temporal paradox. The laws of physics, which already restrict us from doing things like walking through walls, would similarly prevent a time traveler from altering the past in any way that could create an inconsistency. So from that idea sprung one of my favorite solo series. Um, this is from the pages of the new uh, Valiant Comics. His series started in uh, 2015. And what I love about it is that's the whole central crux. The crux is, if we're talking in terms of Back to the Future, Marty would never have been able to successfully write that letter and get it to Doc. And it's not a matter of he, he wouldn't be able to write the letter and try to mail it, but the, the pen would be out of ink. The mailman would lose it. The right. way they brilliantly, and I'm not going to spoil the scene, but the way they brilliantly showcase this is in his second issue, they try to kill Hitler. Uh, he kind of brings on a second character who's very, very important to, uh, to the story. Um, again, I'm going to try to be as spoiler-free as possible because, again, I do think it's one of those things not a lot of people have read. But the first thing, what would any reasonable person try to do with time travel minus maybe try to make themselves rich first? The thing hmm. they'd probably try to do is kill Hitler. And time itself won't let them. Uh, yeah. It finds a way. Of, that, uh, of that's preventing. A, that's a very yeah. That's a very uh, neat concept, especially um, as you know. It's kind of like science has um, uh, pushed forward the theory of like time as like being a, a tangible thing. It's not just you know your watch spinning. It's not just calendar pages flying off. I mean, it's a time space being like this interchangeable, tangible thing that. Um, you know that that's tactile. Matter of fact, uh, and, and again, it's a little bit off of the um, a little bit off the subject matter. But Stephen King, he uh, one of his, as we all know, I'm a huge Stephen King fan. Um, Stephen King wrote in his um, uh, he wrote a time travel piece in 112263, oh, where so where good, the whole, so good. The, the whole premise was. Um, you know his, uh, and again, not to go into specifics, but the the character specifically was uh, in an, an active attempt to prevent the JFK assassination, and time literally, you know, to, similar to uh, to to um, Ivar the Time Walker, time like just wouldn't fucking allow it. Was just fighting him at every uh, you know at every turn. And, and that became, you know, as interesting as anything else of what was going on. I Ivar started in, didn't it start in Archer and Armstrong? Isn't that where, where he kind of debuted? Yes, he's, he's, the, he's one of oh, the, God. 
Uh, just immortals. another reason to love Archer, Archer and Armstrong. Yeah. Just amazing. Which really only had one. They, there was that one, uh, one series like soft reboot where they went a little left of center for me personally. Mm. A lot of people loved it. They went much heavier into into comedy. Um, well, but yeah. Valiant in general, if you're if you're desperate to read something new and different, please yeah, pick yeah. up uh, when Valiant relaunched. I want to say it's 2013 or 14. So it's all pretty new. It's readily available. Uh, Valiant, Valiant Comics is wildly different than uh, than what they're, you uh, want. Uh, that you they're doing. Think they're you doing want. it right. They really are. I mean, anybody who had was into comics and has fallen out, uh, I always point them in Valiant's way to like kind of see, to kind of say like, look, this is the type of shit that's going on right now. I mean, obviously there are there are huge titles that you can point somebody to uh always uh, with all different publishers but you can say look as a company valiant is they're they're uh they're, they're you know they're they're hitting home runs it's, it's, it's a fact and just to to see their aggressive approach at storytelling because they really do again a time travel character um you you imagine the easy way to tell that story to sell that story and they don't do any of it they're like no there's these time arcs and specific locations mm -hmm. so if you figure out the locations you can figure out the time and that'll it's the best yeah no no it's a, and it's about time travel yeah that, it's... That, and that's that's my larger that that was my original larger point was when you introduce time travel into <clears throat> excuse me into just a kind of a generic story so to speak um, then, then all it really is 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 a is like a it's like a, a built-in trap door, you know, that for a coder um, that that they've done to to let themselves out of any particular sticky situation. Um, when it's used in that way, oh man, do I get heated? Just it's just it stinks. But conversely, when you when you're doing a story and it's about time travel, like you know, like I like Ivar or, or Days of Future Past. It's beautiful. It's, 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 it's a really interesting, good storytelling. Yeah, so at, at this point in the rabbit hole, I was trying to find a, a famous story that kind of went in the other direction of this, of these time travel uh, ideas. There's a lot of different ways you can do it. Is it a matter of time won't let you do it? Is it a matter of, well, it's a different mm. universe, so things happen is it the the you know to, to jump out of common worlds is it a terminator thing where they've changed it a few times where yep you can stop things from happening nope you can't everything's predetermined and back again hmm. i want to talk about the big blue boy scout himself uh yeah my boy you know the 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 greatest superhero of all time by most measuring sticks <coughs> excuse me i wanted to jump though all the way back to 1958 Adventure Comics 247. This, of course, is when Superboy received a visit from three teens who took him to the 30th century. And this is the introduction oh, yeah. of the Legion of Superheroes. Uh, unlike most futures that we see in comics, uh, the future in the 30th century is a utopia. Yeah. It, is, it is perfect. So much so, Superboy, as optimistic, as happy of a character as he is, Oh, can't wait to go back. Can't wait to mm -hmm. to get you know back to the future. Pun very much intended. Um, um, what's really great 
is the Legion of Superheroes uh, in canon are inspired to become superheroes by studying the 20th century legends of Superman. However, when they go back in time, when Clark Kent is still a teenager, the adventures they have inspire him to become that hero that inspires it's a them. Circle. Exactly. Uh, this type of paradox is referred to as a casual loop when a future event is the cause of a past event, which in turn is the cause of a future mm -hmm. event. So when I think of things I hate in principle, <laughs> that's probably one of them. But the Legion of Superheroes uh, kind of prove that I'm wrong and a stupid idiot. And they've, uh, <laughs> they've done this uh, in a few different ways that are pretty interesting. One of my, uh, surprisingly, one of the versions I like more is from the current Supergirl TV show where she had a love interest that was uh, a different alien. He winds up having to, to tr go find his planet because he, he can't live on Earth because of some nonsense. That show's a little wacky, but I dig it. Because of the new immigration laws. <laughs> exactly. And uh, <laughs> what winds up happening, they built a wall around Earth um, <laughs> and then served Burger King and McDonald's. It was weird. Um <laughs> A wall around Earth isn't practical. <laughs> um, he winds up uh, in a vortex. He winds up going to the future, which I hate. A lot of the stuff I just listed, I hated. But what I love is he yeah, he helps. You're talking me out of it. <laughs> he helps the Legion of Superheroes kind of start up their superhero antics because he tells all these stories about his time with Supergirl. So it's cool because even his costume is like a knockoff superman or supergirl costume the colors are inverted um which is which is neat but he even has like a diamond on his chest no logo but the diamond kind of you know representing what he's in, inspired by uh again it's just a cool idea that that the future is inspired by the past which can inspire the future at least in the pages sure. of action comics um, and it's, it's you know like you said you pointed out it's it's unique in a lot of ways but one of the ways which is most striking is that the the future is not this dystopian disastrous you know everything's wrecked and and uh you know uh, people living in the sewers and you know having you know having rat hamburgers and things like that <laughs> um you're telling me so i just much, ate a rat <laughs> uh so, so much so that like the the future is is so bright that super superheroes can have the worst friggin names that you've ever heard in your <laughs> life and nobody even makes fun of them it's 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 so great i mean you want to talk about a utopia um never mind like your corny Terrible. ass powers i'm looking at you matter eating lad yeah you you suck i'm gonna um, cosplay as uh matter eating lad <laughs> so i take offense yeah you're only supposed to cosplay uh for for cons charlie not like on a regular oh. <laughs> like on a, on a daily basis i was gonna yeah. go to the supermarket god yeah, damn it no. the, the, your policy is a little off there um but yeah you know and and like i said the the the, the circumstances around storylines like that um it, it, it when it's done right it means that you can tell interesting stories at any given moment like um the story isn't oh you the, the characters came back and that super boy spent his formative years and kind of learning how he basically learned how to be superman in the future that he inevitably 
helped uh, largely to create that's a that's an awesome paradox but then you have like um for me one of the really awesome um just like story storylines with that whole uh situation was um the the jeff johns gary frank run where you know like the the, there they there 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 were issues that had to be addressed you know it wasn't just like day in the life let's you know there weren't saving cats out of trees so to speak it wasn't a situation like that you know there were um in in their run they actually told the story in three different time periods which was just awesome you know like you got to see uh hypothetical situations and then what was done to avoid certain things and um you know the the memory and symbolism of the superman that we know to be active like in our day-to-day and 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 what that meant moving forward it was like it was just really freaking awesome awesome the fact of you know us having a red sun (laughs) at some point in the future was like a head scratch you're like oh okay here's something to think about and those are the really interesting stories that's again how you know that it was done well it was a good uh really good setup that allowed for awesome storytelling yeah it's it's just it's such a fun way and and again the the my inspiration for this episode was kind of you know the avengers like i said at the beginning of the episode but also the flash series is is at this point just a giant time travel show um mm. and you know it's one of those conversations you have with someone who says like oh i hate that show and then i'm like oh what do you hate about it and they're like man it looks stupid i'm like have you not fucking seen it <laughs> and i don't think yeah. it's uh i don't think it's i don't think it's perfect but but what is you know i'm a i was a fan of smallville on yeah, CW. I mean that's Smallville is like your measuring stick. I mean, and I, you know, it's 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 pretty well known at this point that you are a fan of Smallville, and 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 um, you know, I tolerated it you know, re- really, really at best. And and again, it was because um, <laughs> it was you wrong. Took, you were you were you know you were looking to take uh, enjoyment out of it. And I had my arms crossed, uh, you know, across my chest. I'm like, no, that's not right. No, no. So, you know, my miserable, uh, my miserable ass couldn't possibly enjoy it. If it's different, I don't like it. Uh, you know, I, I fell into the Superman well, mm. and I just couldn't get myself out of it because <laughs> uh, I was, I was kind of jotting down my notes and anticipating the conversation, and I, I have to once again bring up all-star superman um Mm. every every issue of grant morrison and frank whitley's 12-part series i could probably say is my favorite superman issue Mm -hmm. uh but i want to specifically talk about issue number six um so the funeral in smallville is the title what's really really amazing in this is uh mon pa kent take on three immigrants who just want to help out on the farm. And Superman very quick... I'm sorry, three migrants, not immigrants. Um, (laughs) Clark really quickly realizes that these are all Supermen. Um, The unknown Superman of AD 450, the Superman uh, from the 854th century, and one from the fifth dimension. They're back. they're, They're trying to stop a... A kind of big evil need Superman's help kind of real stock stuff what's really amazing narratively and one of the things I love 
most about this story is it turns out the story itself takes place in the past. Mm-hmm. Um, this story is telling the story of Pa Kent's death. Um, uh, emotionally moving, brilliantly told, wonderful mini twists throughout. Uh, one of the best stories ever brought to us by uh, a version of time travel that's a little bit less traditional. We don't ever return to those three other worlds. We're in mm. our normal all-star Superman kind of bubble. But uh, but time travel characters, I suppose, is really what I want to talk about uh, right now uh, in this little segment. What did you mm. think of all-star Superman number six? What did you think about the way they told that story? What do you think about these amazing future versions of the characters that sometimes we don't get to know that well yeah well well that's the thing too is is when they're in, when you're introduced to um you know var- variations of characters that you already know it's like you you, you do kind of know you know it's like you do kind of know them but then then again you you don't um and i think that's what at least for me that's uh that's the rub so to speak is because um, when when there's one that's particularly um, uh, interesting, or you know that catches your attention, uh, and you want to know more uh, about them, there's really not time, you know, because it's it's not built for, um, you know, it's it's not built for getting to know you type stuff. But then again, on the same token, when there there are certain uh, variations that you're like, ah, get the hell out of here. Um, like for like for example, the the Batman series that had him in in the West. I I had I mean I could not have been less interested. Um, but yeah, no, I mean All, All Star Superman is I think one of the best, uh, one of the best uh, Superman um, uh, runs ever. And and number six might be, um, you know, m- might might be the best of of that that group. You know what. Uh, uh, not not so much even the the new characters you know the the new uh, variations that we were introduced to but just kind of like the the you know the the dichotomy of, of what's happening kind of the um, you know what Superman is about now, this this is kind of like a, a, a non-answer answer but uh, one of the things that um, with Superman is, uh, in particular when you have the the what if scenarios, um, and and that goes for anything from time travel to um, you know things like Red Sun. What if he landed in Russia instead of you know instead of the states, or um, or what have you? The 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 great thing, and and some would say um, boring thing, is that no matter what the circumstances are, Superman always ends up being Superman. You know what I mean? Like yeah. the 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 tragedy of of Pa Kent dying, um, it obviously is the cornerstone of of this particular, um, uh, you know, comic. But um, you know, all of all of Superman's, um, you know, all of his opponents who are who are really just, you know, their their variations, um, you know, in and of themselves. You know, they're they're getting in the way and he, they, they prevent him from getting back to his to his dad and uh, you know that that was the interesting thing for me that that was where you have the definition of a hero somebody who can literally do anything I mean 
anything and and i mean at, at one point literally do anything um up to and including spinning the earth backwards and and reversing time he didn't spin um, the earth damn it he just time traveled <laughs> so um but um you know the the fact of of doing the right thing you know for the greater good fucks you in the in the short term you know in the immediate sense and and you personally have to suffer for it the ones closest to you suffer for it i mean that is a that's tragic you know that is a you know um like a, the 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 specific bubble where he's like i can save everybody and you're Ugh. like nope nope sorry buddy i also love um, that it's the way the way that that line is is presented mm-hmm. you can truly read it a hundred different ways and all of them yeah. are heartbreaking yeah i mean he's flying so fast to get to his father that he is caught on fire <laughs> like that is that is just uh oh but that's a that's a gut punch man. and i i just imagine them writing that being like no we we just encapsulated a, a character um, yeah. I, I could make an argument, and maybe one day we will. Uh, I, I could make a solid argument that All Star Superman number six is the greatest single issue of Superman yeah, uh, yeah, ever written. It definitely written. could be. It definitely could be. It even has a big fight in it. So like even even Dunkin' Mouthbreathers, yeah, they they you know they at least they have something that they can. Uh, and interesting designs. It's one of those stories, man. It. It's a brilliant, it's a brilliant, brilliant issue in a brilliant miniseries. Yeah, um, no, it's, it's, it really is. Now, now, unpopular opinion, I don't like, I don't, I don't particularly like the artwork. Oh, I you really know, don't. I oddly enough, I'm mostly with you. Yeah. Uh, every now and then, I will pick up an issue or see a cover, mm. and and get the appeal. Mm-hmm. You and I are so similar, though, and and with artists like Alex Ross, it's it's hard to accept a style sometimes. Yeah, no, you're right, you're right. But but again, I mean, that was uh, a real honest... non-defense of it, though. I'm like, no, it's good sometimes. <laughs> I suck. Um, but you know, and again, that's just another example of when the story 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 is first. Uh, really, um, I've seen some absolutely gorgeous, gorgeous comics where like. The, these panels, you could put a frame around them and hang them, and on any wall without any kind of, uh, you know, and, and be and be proud, you know, and not be ashamed at all. Um, and the stories are just hot garbage. And, and then you have something like All Star Superman, where the the art is not my favorite, but the stories uh, just untouchable, just the best, just brilliant. Uh, I I feel like I'm occupying the uh, the the driver's cabin. You still good with me throwing stuff your way or something ringing in your yeah. head? Yeah, no, I mean, you don't get a for, for For me, um, you know, there, there are certain things like like uh, Flash in um, Flash in, in generic, uh, or rather in general terms. Flash is problematic because uh, time is like a fucking joke to him. I mean, it's like he literally laughs through time, you know, <laughs> so... So that becomes problematic as a story as a story writer because what can what can you possibly like what what can you possibly put out there to your cast of characters? I mean, really, the entire universe. There's almost nothing that can't be undone because of time travel, and when it's so easily accessible, 
Um, you know, so so with Flash, I, I think Flash is a good example of like you have to tell time travel stories specifically for Flash because if you're just telling a oh, Gorilla Grodd, um, he robbed, you know, he robbed Star Labs and he got this and all, you know, Flash, you 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 weren't there in time to prevent it. He'd be like, all right, just give me a second. I'm just gonna, you know, I'm just gonna run back in time and and I will get there on time. And now all of a sudden, wh- where are you? Um, I think it's it's the stories that um, you know that that have the weight behind them. Like for for me, and, and you started talking about it is when you have characters that you already have uh, that you already have an affinity for and have been established, and then you throw the time travel time travel paradoxes their way. One of the ones that stuck out to me when you brought up the topic was um, Jonah Hex. Yes. So Jon yeah Jonah Hex is. You know, a character with that he's he's mired in, um, you know, the Wild West time, Civil War era. And then you say to me, okay, well, here's a storyline where we're going to take Jonah Hex and we're going to throw him 150 years into his future. Um, and you're going to say it's Booster Gold's fault. I'm in. <laughs> I'm already in. I'm like, here, take my money. Go ahead. Let me know when it comes out. And that, conversely, is a, is a book that's illustrated beautifully. Um... You know, that's an interesting story when when they had him, you know, his kind of like mini adventure in the into the future. And, and you know what? Jonah Hex is interesting. He, he time traveled before. Um, back, he is back like, before, you know, notorious for it almost. He, well, I mean, you know, it, it's an it's an interesting uh, circumstance when when that's the type of character that you want to see. Um, you know, want to see running around a circumstance like that. But again, Marvel, you know, Marvel has done it well with the um the young adventures they did it they did uh, time travel really really freaking well and they had it where like you had this group um you know kind of come up with a um uh, after avengers disassembled yes. you know you had this new group and and uh i think it was iron uh, i think it was iron lad um and his connection with with kang uh, the Conqueror, and and that's how the time travel became a factor. So so I think stories like that, even even for the bigs, they can be really really done, freaking um you know freaking well. Again, Days of Future Past is the the best example of it. But you know with with the smaller publishers, you know I I don't know if you were planning, um were you were you planning on bringing up uh, Chrononauts? The Mark Miller book. I, I mean, I love Chrononauts, so I was gonna bring them up just as kind of another uh, A it, plus. It, yeah. you, I mean, you're talking about a story that it was so well received. Mm-hmm. I and had rightf- it, rightfully so. I had it put in my pull bag for me. <laughs> which that sounds is, dirty. <laughs> which, uh, which only it's not something that happens all the time. Um, it's not, it's, at first glance, you almost want to compare it to, like, Chrono Cops, which mm-hmm. I'm not sure if you remember it, but it's, like, considered <laughs> one of the, the silliest and weirdest, uh, time travels, but certainly, um, certainly gets that interesting, uh, head nod. Uh, let me just pull up my notes here. Whip it out. Uh, but, uh, what I loved about it initially was just the the little 
Easter eggs uh, mm. more than anything else. The DeLorean is seen in it. The, mm. the, the, the TARDIS from Doctor Who. Right. One of my absolute favorite, the phone booth from Bill and mm. Ted. What's funny is this is one of those books that has gotten some some heat in the last few years, meaning that people are like, meh, it's not as good as you think. Again, coming out in 2015, oh, uh, it's it's about Corbin Quinn and Danny Riley, real, you know, uh, real American Americans. They almost look, uh, when I first saw them, I couldn't help but thinking like of a generic fighting game. Like huh. someone ripping off of Double Dragon with like, yep, these are the right. two guys. See, that's swear. funny. When I, when I saw them, I'm like, these two look like a freaking, um, like a mid-90s WWF tag team. Oh, 100% they could be the Rockers. <laughs> Are these the Genetis? Oh, they're not both the Genetti. How dare you? <laughs> <laughs> what I love about it is it really does tell a very honest story where not everyone's going to act the same way if they had the ability to time travel. And it's not necessarily gonna be like, well, this one wants to be a billionaire and he's evil. Some people are just gonna take advantage of a bad situation. I, I, I have nothing but great things to say about it, almost to a, almost to a boring, uh, almost, almost in an uninteresting way, other than it's brilliant. Uh, I do think as far as creator-owned books, it's among the best. Yeah. Um, again, really just brilliant, brilliant storytelling. Um, what what stands out for you? Well, honestly, again, I'm, I, am, um, I am a concept guy. So, like, like uh, you know, most... Um, most famously, when somebody recommends a book to me, they're, they, it's, it's as if they're defending, uh, it's like they're the lawyer in a, in a murder trial, and I am the judge and the jury. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you've got to make a case. I want to see evidence. I want to be proved without a shadow of a doubt, uh, you know, the story that you're selling me. So, um... A circumstance like that this is a book that had been uh, recommended to me um, and and you know I, I I made them make their case but when when uh, you know just like conceptually when when I was told the idea behind it I was like all right let, yeah I'm, I'm in how many how many issues are out let's go and, and same thing I'm like pull this this sucker center right, right away um, you know, you know what else was was like that for me? Did you did you ever read the Red Wing? No. Oh my God, dude. So and this was like uh, I don't know, uh, maybe maybe five five six years ago. So it's a four issue miniseries, um, and it's it's literally the Red Wing. So it's like you know like um, you know. Uh, oh, the cover is familiar, but I never read it. Oh, oh yeah, it's it's dynamite. So. It's it's fighter pilots, okay. So they're not just um, you know flying around, dogfighting and stuff like that. They literally are flying through time. So time travel is is like used to um, 
to fight, you know, to fight war. It's like a tactical usage. So for me, that that type of um, the explanation, you know, the the selling point is just the the concept of the of the book. I mean, there are some there's some heavy um, heavy type uh, um, concepts in the book. I mean, the the art is awesome. The the art looks like something straight out of. Uh, Oh, God bless you. Thank you. Um, the, the art the art looks like it's straight out of War of the Worlds. You know, like, like if somebody had taken, a, uh, had illustrated that straight out of the box. Um, you know, and, and time travel also is, it's, it's, it's not easy, so to speak. So, you know, it's, it's action-packed and, and um, you know, the, the story the storyline works by itself. And, and time travel is, a, is just a major component of it. But... Um, yeah, I mean, for, for me, that was like one of the friggin' best ones. It was also, you know, it's one of those type of books. And again, it's, it's only a four-issue four, uh, miniseries. But those are those are the best ones where they make you step back and you're like, huh, maybe I need to revisit my, <laughs> my, my anti-policy, you know? Um, I think you have very strict rules, though. If the story is about time travel, it, it, it gets a pass from you. You're not going to roll your eyes as much as if it's just thrown in there well i mean again if there's a, if there's a story if there's a story going and, and you're you're in a comic and you're like up to like issue 250 and all of a sudden there are people hopping around time travel yeah i'm gonna have a big problem with it. i'm your cousin from the past who's your daughter's infant brother Done. yeah Check. It's, it's the worst uh the way <laughs> but uh, the one thing just to backpedal a little bit just because when i was kind of pulling up uh chrononauts to Hopefully, I have something to say other than it good. Uh, I'm mm. so excited for that movie. The first yeah. issue is such a cinematic opening. Um, it feels like the first the first issue just translate that into the first 15 minutes of a movie, and you mm -hmm. have a very good movie. If the rest is shit, that first 15 <laughs> minutes, if it's based on the first issue, um, and just go panel for panel, just copy it. I know. I mean, Hollywood. <clears throat> Excuse me. Hollywood has really missed the boat. When you have uh, when you have awesome comics, and then you make a a movie specifically because again, a movie does not allow you a heck of a lot of time for exposition and um, all kinds of extras, so to speak. Just fuck. Just copy what was already done. There's a reason why these books inspire. Uh, you know, translations like that. Look at, you know, again, 300 is a really good example. Um, and, and again, it, 300, I'm not saying it was it's Shakespeare. I, I'm not saying it's, uh, you know, it's it, it's not, um, it's, you know, n nobody's looking for Rosebud at the end of that, that movie. But I was. Um, they, <laughs> they, they really did. I mean, there were, there were multiple straight um, reproductions of panels from the comic in the movie. And, and, you know that's I think why it worked. I'm again on a, on a on a different level um, than some other films out there, but um, that that's how you do it, man. That's really uh. <laughs> I literally was just like, "Dad, I have nothing <laughs> to add." <laughs> uh, you win, and I have no. Uh, I won't lie. I'm not gonna edit that out. That was real time glory. <laughs> And anyone who doesn't like it can suck it. Uh, the, the way I kind of want to end this episode is, is, again, just reiterating our point from last time. 
when time travel works, it really, really has great potential to work. And I kind of had a very positive slant this episode because I wanted to make it real clear. There are some amazing, amazing stories where, mm -hmm. where time travel is involved and it's its central crux. And it was a fun conversation to have. So with that being said, I couldn't be more excited for Avengers now knowing that it's kind of all time travel based. I hope mm -hmm. I hope it gets the effort that the the best aspects of that universe has presented before. And there's no reason they can't knock it out of the park. Uh, it's just a matter of will they. And I, I think they will. I agree. <laughs> Very nice. For the CEO of U.S. Comics, John Rivera, I'm yeah, the yeah. COO of U.S. Comics. I implore you, join us on social media. Start a conversation. Tell us we're insane for not loving something enough or hating something too much. Or just tell me I'm crazy because I so desperately want a Gargoyles movie. Yell at us. You're we'll crazy. yell right back, sirs. All of it is at Read US Comics. We will be back Wednesday and every Wednesday. Check out our Instagram, our Facebook. All of it can be found um, at any of the locations. So just pop in Read US Comics. <laughs> You'll find us. You'll do it. We're there. <laughs> All right, guys. You have a week. We'll see you next Comic Book Day. Hey, now.